Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Violet Sanctuary Spa, your online holistic spa at blogtalkradio.com with your spiritual consultant, Tia Johnson. Hello and welcome. I thank you for joining me here today and our very special guest. It's Friday. Yay! (laughs) So today we're going to talk about your Akashic Records, among other things. And I'm going to go right ahead and begin to introduce our guest because I'm really excited to get onto this topic. So our guest today, who is the subject matter expert in the Akasha Records, among other things, is Elizabeth Losi, Ph.D., and she is in the business of making other businesses soar. Four years ago uh, to this date, she was an award-winning professor, department chair, respected scholar, and in the number three position in her international professional organization. But a few months prior to that, she was encouraged, or excuse me, she encountered the Akashic Records. Things started to shift her for her, and within two years, she had left the academic world entirely. Now, after two years in the business, she has a thriving international practice as a spiritual business coach and Akashic Record channel helping entrepreneurs and business leaders on a mission to make the world a better place. As a clear channel, she helps them to connect with their purpose, ideal clients, more fun, and more income, and to get the tools they need from their divine selves to propel their business forward on a quantum level. A lifelong teacher, uh, Elizabeth Losey, periodically teaches clients to become intuitive entrepreneurs themselves and she invites you to join her Indigo Light community and her website, ElizabethLosey.com. I'm going to spell that for you. That's E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-L-O-C-E-Y.com. So, Elizabeth, thank you for joining our show today. Thank you, Tia, for inviting me. I am so thrilled to be here. I am just, just over the moon. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. your energy. Oh, thank you. And for the listeners out there, um, I came across Elizabeth on Facebook. And if I were to back up a little bit further, it's through uh, Leonie Dawson's um, Goddess um, Circle Group. They recommend people, and eventually I, I discovered Elizabeth. <laughs> so definitely <laughs> you can check out her, her Facebook um, page. But also, before we even get further into the show, I want to give out the um, the telephone number. So um, the phone number for domestic callers is 619-996-1641. And for international callers, you just hit the Skype button, and the phone number is 917-889-7908. Uh, thank you. So, Elizabeth, I know we were just talking um, about the pronunciation for it because I wanted to get that out the way. It's Akashic, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's pronounced a bunch of different ways, but um, <clears throat> I have had the pleasure in the last couple of years to really be drawing in lots of Indians to my life, and um, I was corrected by one very dear friend to say Akashic, um, even though my mentor and I sort of started off saying Akashic, uh, my mentor says Akashic, and but uh, I was corrected a little over a year ago to say Akashic because Akasha is the Sanskrit word for ether or cosmos or pure substance, and that ether is the fifth element in the um, Hindu phenomenology, and that's the element that binds everything else together. So your Akashic record is that pure substance. And uh, another way, a quick way that people often describe the Akashic records is as your soul's blueprint. But it's not just, you know, there aren't just Akashic records for people. Every object has an Akashic record. Every institution has an Akashic record. Every event, every date on any calendar has an Akashic record. Ideas have an Akashic record. I mean, it's all, mm-hmm. yeah. every, there are records for everything, which is why it's got to be ethereal because <laughs> there's right. just not room on the earth for the accumulation of, of information that is held within the Akashic records. Yes, and actually, oh, I'm sorry, you can continue. Um, so... 
Yeah, the Akashic Records are just amazing. One, um, basically every religion refers to the Akashic Records in one way or another. Um, and I even think that um, Carl Jung's idea of the collective unconscious is mm-hmm. a reference to the Akashic Records. Uh, in uh, the Judeo-Christian tradition, it's called the Book of Life. But the Book of Life is, the the sort of raison d'etre of the Book of Life is to ultimately at the end of your lifetime to judge you mm-hmm. and to decide if you're good enough to go to paradise or if you're a bad apple and you have to go to hell. And um, I just, spending so much time every day in the Akashic Records, I, I, uh, that judgment is just not there. Judgment isn't there at all. It's a pure love energy. It's pure, pure love. There is no judgment. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it's a joy to be in the Akashic Records. Basically, you're touching the Godhead for the entire time you're in there. And um, so it's amazing and, and completely healing, too, because when you get into your Akashic Record and you get the answers that you need, it really, uh, there's some sort of magical thing that happens that, um, sometimes just knowing why you do something heals it for you, and then you can just let it go. So occasionally people, after they work with me in their Akashic Records, will have detox symptoms, which mm-hmm. is unpleasant, until they know that they're just letting go of these things that they don't need anymore and that are holding them back. And then they're like, okay, well, I guess an hour or two of nausea is worth getting rid of, you know, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I, I was on your, your website earlier, and I love how you summed it up. It, it states an ethereal library. And I just imagine people who come to you, and, you know, they're going through a library, so to speak, you know, and, and they, they want to know, well, how can I understand myself more? And uh, I was I was thinking about it's the show I watch. It's called Once Upon a Time. And uh, for those listeners who who don't watch the show, it's about storybook characters like Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. Uh, they're sent uh, from their magical forest world to our world by the evil queen. And uh, the, the the trick is that they don't remember who they are. However, they still have those traits. Uh, for example, Jiminy Cricket is a psychiatrist. Um, the, the evil queen, uh, her name's Regina, which means queen, and she, she's the, the mayor of the town, so she still rules, so to speak. And when when I think about what uh, Elizabeth does, it's just amazing because also uh, going towards her her um, intrusive entrepreneur uh, business, she helps people remember who they are, I feel like, and, and also uh, just really just open up that, that book, <laughs> you know, and see, okay, you know, kind of keep them on track and all that good stuff. So I really like that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I what I do is, and I'll just, um, for anyone who's interested, I'll walk you through a, a typical session with me, and that is that um, initially I'll, I'll send a new client a, a contract that just, states that I have permission to open their records right. and that they accept the information that's going to come out and that they know that they're responsible for doing what they want with it and that mm-hmm. they don't have to share it with others if they don't want to and also that I don't keep that information and would never share it with anyone. Um, <clears throat> so the contract comes first and then I would send a PDF on on how to prepare for the consultation and uh, the talking about the kind of energy to expect and to expect really that the the records will sort of open for them uh, maybe even two days early, that they'll mm-hmm. feel more ungrounded or they'll feel this shift being imminent. And then, um, you know, my basic level Akashic Records consultation, I call a clarity injection. And it's an hour on one day and then about 15 to 20 minutes the next mm-hmm. for a strategy. I used to put all that together, but it's really hard to strategize when you've been hanging out in the Godhead for three quarters of an hour. Uh, you know, sure. both my mind and my client's mind is a little blown right then. So mm-hmm. it's hard to, to really settle down and, and strategize. Plus, just on the off chance they're having detox symptoms, I like to catch mm-hmm. them the next day. They have more time to process. Right. And 
also, you know, if, if they've got a headache or they're feeling dizzy or they're feeling, uh, you know, sick to their stomach, then it's good for me to say, okay, well, here's how you get rid of that. And also here's what's important to know, and that is that you're just letting go of something that you didn't need anymore. And so be happy <laughs> that you, you've got these little symptoms. Yeah. So um, then what happens is that I, as part of the preparation, I have them – um, come up with a number of questions that they send to me in the body of an email that I don't even look at until we're on Skype. And we, I typically do my consultations over Skype, which is useful because I, I work with a lot of people internationally. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we don't have the cameras on or anything, although we can say hello to each other. But um, the power of what comes out of the Akashic Records is so incredible that it often will shut down Skype if some mm-hmm. of the bandwidth is being used for um, – for video. And in fact, uh gosh, this was just almost a year ago, it was around the fifteenth of November mm-hmm. of last year. I did it was actually my very first teleseminar. This is sort mm-hmm. of how new I am in sort of in the bigger leagues. Uh, it was mm-hmm. my first teleseminar and I was using um well, I'll just say what it was. I was using instant teleseminar, which is uh sort of the industry standard Mm-hmm. teleseminar service, and um, I was channeling the Akashic Records of the year 2012, and so I was accepting live questions on the line, and someone asked about the relationship between 9-11 and 2012, mm-hmm. and the energy on that was so powerful. I didn't even know this was happening because I had connected over Skype, and so nothing mm-hmm. interrupted for me, but the entire instant teleseminar service shut down. Wow, for incredible. 10 minutes. Yeah, and so I got kind of huffy and and I quit that and was looking for a different service and then months later mm-hmm. I went back and I was like, yeah, well, you know, um the first and only time I used you guys the service shut down and they were like, "Oh, that only happened once on November 15th at at 7:52 p.m." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I'm sorry, that was me." <laughs> oh my goodness. All that and wow. I didn't even know that mm-hmm. – I mean, I didn't – I it, my ego isn't big enough to, like, have claimed that, but everyone <laughs> was saying it. Like, oh, you shut that down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Literally. <laughs> um, yeah, and I thought, oh, maybe. And then more and more people were saying it, and it really resonated. So I, it wasn't me. It was the Akashic Records, but there was something really powerful about that question. Also yeah. really powerful about the records of 2012 before we were in that year yet. And so, um, yeah, so 10 minutes of that call were gone, like the most powerful 10 minutes. Gone forever. Yeah, you better believe that I make backup recordings now of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So people who uh, come to Elizabeth, make sure that you are powered up. Because you're gonna need right, it. well, yeah, Skype, Skype always works and um, – and plus, you know, in case your Skype or my Skype gets disengaged at any point, which doesn't really happen, almost mm-hmm. never happens, but, like, I'm recording on my computer, so that's not going to go away. So even if okay. you drop off the line mm-hmm. or even if I drop off the line, I'm still I'm still channeling your records and talking. Actually, it did happen the other day. Someone came, she called me, and I normally have my phone on mute when I'm, doing a consultation. This was for a private client and she called me and I was like I was really surprised and she said, Yeah, I got I got kicked off. I don't know why <laughs> And so I was glad that I um could hear the phone ringing. <laughs> and, oh my goodness. Um, I went to turn it off and I was like, Oh, it's my client <laughs> Oh and, my goodness, that's um, funny. So it, it often happens for the really big stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and what's just so amusing is and really humbling for me is the amazing power of what's available. Right. Your Akashic record is everything that you are and everything that you have been and even some drafts of what you will be. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're, they're not written in stone yet because of free will. So you have the choice, really, in any moment. There are some things that you, um, I think it still goes back to free will, mm-hmm. um, but there are some contracts that are so imperative that you complete in this lifetime that your higher self is going to, you know, if you're walking down a path to meet that thing and you, you know, 
turn and take a different mm-hmm. path, she's right. going to lead you right back <laughs> to where you need to be. And, awesome. Um, yeah, and this is uh, – can I just tell a little story from my sure. background? Oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So in 2003, I was about to get tenure in the university, and I was a French professor. I also taught women's studies and film studies and a bunch of other interesting things to me. And um, I had had for several years, I had had what always appeared to be a really successful um, job search until the last minute when everyone always said they would call me back uh, to tell me the results of their search, and they had, you know, universally they had always said, oh, you are definitely our first choice, and we're so happy that you're thinking about coming here. And they would always call me back and say, Elizabeth, I don't know what happened. And finally, in 2003, this is such a funny story, it felt really horrible at the time, but it's really funny now because I have the perspective that I didn't have then. Um, mm-hmm. But in 2003, I was a candidate for a job at a small liberal arts college that's the only men's college left in the country that's not Mm -hmm. uh, military-affiliated. And it happened to be my father's alma mater. Not only that, Mm -hmm. but he was also a French professor before me, so um, it was going to be an historic hire if I got hired because it would be the first time that the daughter of an alumnus Mm -hmm. came back to work in the department that he had graduated from. And this was a really small college, like 800 undergraduates, and Mm -hmm. their PR department loves that kind of thing, just, you know, makes hay. And so that was exciting. And and I found out when I got there that I was the only legal candidate. There was another candidate, but um, she wasn't a legal candidate. Their job description, the first word was PhD in hand, and she Mm -hmm. didn't have her PhD. She just didn't. And she had been working on it for years and years, but she – had never finished. And so because they all liked her a lot and wanted her to succeed, mm-hmm. um, they let her participate in the job search to give her some experience right. of what it was like to be in a search. And so she was the other candidate, but she was not a legal candidate. So when I got there, I learned that you know it had to be me. I was the only one, mm-hmm. and um, and so okay, that felt great. I loved everyone. I loved the campus. I loved the students. Everything was great. And then on the day, at the, in the morning of the day of my big interview, and I was staying at the guest house, which was uh, the home of the original college, the founding president, mm-hmm. and so it was a house from 1832 or something like that. Really cute, like pre-Victorian home, and um, I fell down the stairs. Like oh, I tripped goodness. and or slipped on like the second step, and it was a curving staircase. So I like ran into that wall and then kept falling all the way to the floor. Just boom, 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 boom. I nearly dislocated my shoulder trying to grab onto the handrail. Oh, <laughs> and when I wow. got to the floor at the bottom, like you know, 17 boom, boom, booms later. I mean, I had broken all my toenails basically because I slammed into the wall so hard, but. Um, I got to the bottom and I just couldn't feel anything. And I thought, okay, well, we just need to wait and see if we need to call an ambulance. And, and, you know, I couldn't feel anything for a while because I was kind of in shock. And then I thought, okay, nothing broken. And I didn't want to tell the faculty because I just didn't. But I did tell the secretary in case, you know, I had a stroke or something. They would probably need to know that I had fallen down the steps. But I just sort of loaded up on... um, Advil or something to keep the inflammation down and the pain away. Right. And but I kept thinking, like you know, I was trained in um, uh, psychoanalysis. I'm thinking accidents never happen. What's up with this? But the rest of the day was fine, really, and everyone loved me and I loved everyone. It was all great. And then a week later, the chair called, and he said, Elizabeth, I don't know what happened. And I was like, Greg, what are you telling me? And he said, Um. You know, I called a pro forma meeting because, of course, you were the only legal candidate and was just to sign the forms. Everyone's going to be okay with that. And then as I was starting to send the form around, people on either side of the table stood up. I mean, they were arguing, and they stood up, and they started to pick up their chairs as though to throw them at each other. And wow. so in order to keep peace in my department, I allowed them to hire our current um 
uh, instructor, please don't sue us. <laughs> All in the same word, please don't sue us. And uh, I can tell you that my father's never given another dollar to his alma mater, but um, <laughs> I was just like, I, I didn't know what to do with that. I was like, wow, the universe so not wants me, does not want me to be a teacher in these mm-hmm. great liberal arts colleges that they're making rational, friendly people who did like me um, want to throw chairs at each other. And I thought, wow, that is really big. Yeah, wow. <laughs> my goodness. So that was the end of my job search. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> and frankly, in retrospect, I know that I would have been happy as a clam to teach French mm-hmm. at this college or the the other amazing schools that had wanted me. And then at the last minute, you know, something strange had happened and they didn't pick me. And um, so, yeah, that's that's the story. That's sort of this free will versus sacred contract thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a client actually pointed that out to me the other day. She's like, well, that doesn't sound very much like free will. But really what that is is that's my contract. Like I contracted mm-hmm. to come help thousands of change agents make mm-hmm. the changes that they need, like to really set their business on the right path and right. help millions of people around the world. So, yeah, of course I couldn't go teach French at this cozy little liberal arts college. That just wasn't going to work. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I, I, need, I was needed elsewhere. So. <laughs> yeah, that you were. So let's yeah. get to a caller we have here, uh, 228 area code. Hello, you on the air? Hi, this is Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Hello. Are you um, reading records today? Well, we're going to be uh, guiding. Oh, I'm sorry. You can go ahead, Elizabeth, because I, I know we spoke before the show that it's um, it's very sensitive. I I would say would be the the word, but go ahead, Elizabeth. Right. What mm-hmm. I'll, what I will say, and this is an invitation, good for anyone. Um, if you want to have your records open, I feel it's pretty especially the first time your records are open, it's it's good to have it done more in private. So I invite everyone listening to this call live and even on the replay um, to go to my website. It's www.elizabethlosey.com. That's E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-L-O-C-E-Y.com. And uh, first of all, I'd love it for you to... Um, go pick up my free gift, which is a um, a recording of the interview. Well, it wasn't really an interview with me talking because I wouldn't ask myself the question and then answer them from my telesummit. It's the it's my talk at the Intuitive Entrepreneur Experience telesummit. The audio recording and then the transcription of it. So the transcript is searchable, and it's a really um, it's a great free gift. It gives you a real sense of the kinds of things I talk about and the kinds of things I do. And there are a couple of really great meditations in there and so i invite everyone listening to go to my website put in your name and and email address and pick up the free gift this will also um opt you into my weekly newsletter and you know if it really doesn't float your boat you can always just um opt out at any point but most people love what i write every week and uh after you do that then there's a place on the banner that there's a pink button that says i want it on the Soul Powered Business Breakthrough, click that button and it'll take you to my scheduler. And we can set up a time to have a free chat about what the Akashic Records are and we'll even um, open your records and answer one question. So I so invite what, you to do that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say, so what, what tools can we give uh, her today to, to help her with her Akashic Records until she goes to the site? I don't know what she needs. What do you need, Sherry? Oh, what do I need? Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yes. yes. Some some tools that we can help you with till you you get to the the site. I um I'm not sure. I will go look at the site today mm-hmm. and go okay. and check it out. Awesome! Excellent. And then um, as you make the appointment, just in the section where I ask for how you heard about this, just say 
to you as a radio show. And that way um, I'll know where you came from. And that will be great. I always love to give credit where credit is due. So thank you. Um, but so I probably, I think, probably am not going to be opening any individual records today, although if someone has um, an idea for a general record, we could definitely do that if T is open to mm-hmm. it. I, I am, certainly. Um, but I think I think it's kind of sensitive to open personal records on the air. <laughs> um, yeah. And maybe mm-hmm. you wouldn't have a problem with that, but it just sort of, uh, that feels weird to me, but I'm more than happy to open a general record, and I'm also more than happy to answer any question about the records that you have or um, about what I do that you have or any anything else. Okay, so you can open a general record? Sure. Okay. What's your idea of a general record that you'd like to hear from? Um, and it would just be anything that is going on right now or how, I'm not sure. Um, do you have a question, say, uh, that may be work-related or maybe you're thinking about a change in your life or um, maybe... That would probably are... come from her personal record, though. Oh, okay. Um, uh... True. That's why it kind of feels like it would be any question I have feels like it would be kind of personal then. Mm. Yeah, right now I'm in the midst of um, teaching an intuitive entrepreneur program. And, for example, next Tuesday evening, which is the fourth out of our five classes, and it's still not too late to join. I had someone join at this point last year, last time I offered this, and she it just changed her life. She's launching her new business by the end of the year. Um, but she she showed up a little late to the to the program, but that's okay. She was there in time to do the general live channeling of the Akashic Records of Intuition. And so the people in the class had been working with intuition for a couple weeks by then, and so they had lots of really good questions. One was about um, how uh, how to differentiate between an intuitive no and a fear-based no, which I thought was a brilliant question. Um, actually, several people asked that. One person showed up a little late to the call and asked the question again, and the answer was sort of the same, but kind of different because she worded the question a little differently and so it was nice to have that extra little layer of information on there um you know t and i were just talking about last year when i opened the records of the year 2012 i recently for my private clients i do once a month i do a, a a group channeling of a general record i recently opened the records of 2012 and um, channel some really inf- interesting information about um, what's going on right now for light workers, people who are really, uh, you know, in, in charge of, of bringing more love and light into the world. And I, that's the tribe I attract. So all my clients are that. And um, one of the questions was about sort of about self-judgment. And you know, I, I feel really bad because I, I keep falling into fear. I, I, I'm pretty good about staying in that love space, but then I've been recently I've just been falling into fear for seemingly no reason, and then I pull myself back out. But then the next day I fall into fear again. Like, what's up with that? And the answer to that was so amazing. It says um, the records, uh, the record keepers noted that light workers are in training. It's like interval training, like you would do aerobics and then a cool-down period, and then aerobics, and then a cool-down period in order mm-hmm. to expand your aerobic capacity really quickly. That's what light workers are doing right now. They're, they're learning how to pull themselves out of fear really quickly, and it's also at the same time expanding their hearts because light workers uh, are going to be called to be the leaders when um, things get kind of sketchy and fearful later this year around the solstice. And so that was great and a real relief, not only to me, but to everyone else on the line. Like, wow, I was blaming myself for not being good enough and staying in the light space all the time. Now that I know that this is 
on purpose and a really good thing, pulling myself out of fear, getting really clear on what my best tools are to pull myself back into that love space, um, then I feel really good about it and it becomes more of a challenge, right? So we're all like these training for the marathon or something. <laughs> and uh, so that mm-hmm. that's really interesting. So I, I, I could open a general um, topic or uh, I could open the topic of, um, you know, love or soulmates or... Um, okay, any... how about soulmates? Um, okay. Is that, I mean, is that okay with you, Tia? Do we, do we oh, want to yeah, go that's, here? That's fine. Mm-hmm. So maybe invite people to... Um, do you have a chat room set up for this show? Can people chat in with their yeah. questions? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I'm actually. Uh, I have a couple of questions in queue. Okay, good. Good. Are they related to soulmates or an, another? Uh, it's a, another question soul. about moving, and a person feel like their contract is is cut, so to speak. Okay. Well, we can we can talk about that later. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be careful of our time because we only have about Me thirty about more 30. minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um uh let Oh, yeah, I I, I I I gave the, the website out and I'm going to post it in the chat room as well. Okay. Good. So, um if people have questions about soulmates, um you can just chat in and Tia will ask the questions. I the way I do this, and I know other channels do it differently, um, but the way I do it is that you know I open the records, and then um, I have someone else ask a question, and then the mm-hmm. answer comes. I channel the answer from the keepers of the Akashic records, and um, well, we we can do like this. Um, what uh, do we need to know as a whole, as far as love and? Um, Things associated with love. Okay. Well, why don't why don't I should I open the records of love then? Yes. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. Okay. So I'll open the records of love, and I typically don't do this with a phone to my head, but um, I'll see how it works. Uh, I think putting myself on speakerphone is going to really degrade the sound quality, so I'll just I'll try to do it this way. And. Um, uh, and when and when the records are open, I'll um, let you know to you to ask the question. And then if you could um, let me know mm-hmm. when it's about ten till, so that we can open the records and have time to kind of wrap up. That would be great. Because sure. mm-hmm. um, when I'm channeling, I time. You know, we go to a place where time oh, doesn't yeah. exist. So. Oh, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I just want to say to everyone who's listening right now or listening later to the replay, um, you may not feel it, but this will unground you because you'll be spending the next 20 minutes or so uh, touching the Godhead. So um, we'll just uh, let you know right now that when you finish listening, it would be good, if you can, if the weather is good enough where you are, to walk out barefooted on the earth for a little bit or hug a tree really tight to your heart and feel all that grounding energy surge up from the earth um, or to, to do movement or, I don't know, walk in nature with shoes if it's too cold to walk barefooted. Um, and just do something to, to reconnect. And typically, and I'm a huge fan of crystals. I'm surrounded by literally thousands of crystals in my office right now, but um, I find that grounding crystals are not uh, effective <laughs> in yeah. uh, trying to bring you back down to earth after this kind of really intense spiritual experience. So um, so add something else on top of the crystal work if, if that's what you choose to do. Okay, I am going to uh, open the records now with a meditation. It's a short meditation. And there's a verbal part and a nonverbal part. Tia, I'll let you know when the records are open, okay? And then I'll I'll let you sort of um be the one who who asks the questions. And uh so so you can direct them. Sherry, if you want to just um tell Tia what your question would be and this can't be about you, but just a, a general question or you can go into the chat room and and give it to her there and and Tia will will pick it up at that point. 
Okay, so I'll begin by saying heart of life, love of spirit, provide a gateway now. The Akashic Records of Love and I step into the power of love. Wow, that was really powerful. So the Records of Love are open. Uh, Tia, can you ask the first question, please? Yes. How does love relate to the purpose of the people? And of which people are you speaking? Every human? People, the listeners and the people in the chat room. <sighs> well, love is the ultimate purpose of every human. So, um, and we'll be more specific here. Uh, the earth plane is an interesting sort of experiment or school or playground of different words could be used. Um, this is where spiritual beings who are you know, made of love and light choose to enter a body to experience a third dimensional existence and also to experience the journey from love to fear back to love. When infants arrive on the earth when they're born, even in the womb of their mothers, they are pure love. And then as they're born, this is one reason why everyone loves newborns, because their faces just radiate pure love. And um, the, the love that the infant's express that they're they're still sort of living their divine self and as they come to a place where they've been longer in this lower frequency, lower vibration of the earth and uh, have been sort of inculcated into the rules of society where fear basically is mm, a, a, a motor uh, that uh, that you know moves people. That's the um, fear is a big motivation a lot of times, and uh, most most people have major fears that cause them to do things. Um, the more time they spend here, the the more these infants move into more of a uh, a forgetting of who they are, which is that um, you know we're all divine spiritual beings living in earth existence, right, rather than humans living as spiritual journey, right? So um so infants forget that by the time basically they by the time they start speaking a human language and walking around in the world, they're pretty much human. Um much more human than divine. And uh but what we see now is that new infants coming in, new kids uh, don't shed their divinity nearly as much as previous generations did. And so this is a big challenge for parents. I know we're getting a little off track, um, but I can feel that people want to go in this direction. Um, this is one reason why parents and uh, find it hard to, let's say, to um, control their kids <laughs> because the kids know mm-hmm. that they're divine. <laughs> it's like, well, mm-hmm. why are you telling me to eat my peas? <laughs> Mm, yeah, I can relate, yeah. Um, so, um so the the journey for every spiritual being that incarnates as human is to come in as love, to then move into this vibration of fear and then spend the rest of their life and maybe not the entire life, but you know, wherever they can reach it to come back to a place of recognizing their own divinity and connect with love. A lot of times people feel that they connect with love through their family or they connect with love with a, you know, with a, a partner, a heart partner. Um, but really the biggest availability of love is in their own heart. 
And the more an individual loves herself or himself, the more she can accept love from others and the more she can love others. So that's an important thing to know. Um, And love uh, never has to be painful. We sort of tell stories, uh, these, you know, sweeping romantic stories about separation and tragedy. If you look at the Romeo and Juliet story, it's quite tragic. You know, they both end up dead. Except that then, of course, like what doesn't get told by Shakespeare is that then they're reunited, right? And they can come incarnate and meet each other again at different times. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, so love is basically that thing that every human is made of fundamentally, because that's what the energy is of the cosmos. It's all love. Love and light are the same thing. And. Um, So if you want to restate your question or or refine it or reframe it, that basically um, the story for love is the same for every human. Um, Mm. The people on this call are a little more awakened than the average human, so um, you're all probably aware of this already on some level at least. Yeah, I had tuned in to to ask the uh the question and that's what came up and I think what what happens is actually nothing I I actually know uh, what happens is because uh, we are earth angels we tend to forget a little bit because we're sent down to areas so that we can help people so I I, I just get that was the most important question like how can we you know incorporate love because I just just pick up that it can be easy to forget when you want to help and you want to nurture and then you wonder why it's not working sometimes like I'm giving love and how come this isn't working and this isn't working mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, the, the important thing to know is that every everything you know um, Einstein Einstein taught you that everything is energy and all the energies Elizabeth sees this in the records all the time so she says it a lot every energy on the earth plane can be situated somewhere along a spectrum of love to fear. And um, it's that journey. And it's not, it's a process, right? It's not a clear linear journey where you start in fear and you end in love. It's you just like shoot back and forth all the time. And um, you know, uh, I could step out of the records for a minute to explain this, but um, Tia, yeah. will you just remind me to talk about this later when I, when I get out of the records? I'd like to stay with the record keepers and answer another question. Okay. Um, actually, I wanted to uh, switch the gears because I, I didn't get a chance to talk about the um, entrepreneur aspect of it. So, if you <laughs> shall, I shall I close the records then? Yes, yes, I was going to suggest that if that's okay with you, unless you want to continue, I wanted to get that in as well. That's fine with me. Okay. So I hope Sherry, um, unless you had a quick question, is Sherry still on the line? Yes, I still have one on the line. Yes, I am. I'm good. I'm fine. Okay. Thank you. Well, I invite you, you, Sherry, to, um, to connect with me offline. Um, Okay, so I'll close the records now by... (laughs) They don't want to close. They're like, oh, there's so much more to say about love. Um, (laughs) But I'll close close the records. Uh, We can do it another time, too. We could definitely do that another time if you wanted to. So I'll close the records by saying, love for life and all it holds. We step into the world with love and joy. Amen. The records are closed. Uh, Oh, man, I wish we had more time. (laughs) I didn't realize how deep this was. I was so excited to have Elizabeth on to the listeners. I didn't realize how deep and intense this uh, is. So, oh, my goodness, that was, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's just a general one. So you can extrapolate from that what what it's like to get into your own record. Wow. 
That's just why. There were so many that I really wanted to go on and not just remember. When I was in the zone listening to you, I kind of drifted back out and was reminded, wait, the entrepreneur. So, <laughs> those are my angels reminding me because I was actually – um, I'm sorry, well, I didn't hear you. Yeah, let me just say for a minute what the um, what the keepers were reminding us to, to do, mm-hmm. which is to talk about this um, love-to-fear spectrum where everything is located. Because this is uh, something that really – clarifies a lot of things for people and that you don't need to be in judgment and it's it's actually really not so good to be in judgment because judgment is in that fear end of the spectrum so fear can include everything that you would associate with with fear Mm -hmm. you know like anxiety and doubt and stuff it's also anger and grief and greed hoarding um Tightness, like a tight energy, that's mm-hmm. located in the fear part. Um, and uh, intolerance is there. Also pain, depression, overwhelm. All of these things are located in the fear and therefore pain end of the spectrum. If you want to be in the love and peace end, this is where things like um, love, trust, truth, tranquility, um, abundance is here. So if you're looking to make more money, uh, you need to let go of things like greed. <laughs> and that sounds interesting, but it's true. Uh, allowing surrender versus control and struggle. Control and struggle are in the fear end. So if you're trying to control something, um, you're probably not going to be making a whole lot of money. Because abundance is mm-hmm. on the end with allowing and accepting and surrender and trust. And uh, so generosity, tolerance, love, self-love. Um, what are some others? Um, all of those are at the love end. And so the more yeah. every individual can keep his or her vibration in that love end of the spectrum at all times, the better off they'll be individually and the better off the world will be generally. So so that was important to say. And mm-hmm. um so to get to the entrepreneur part, the intuitive entrepreneur, um did you have a specific question? Thank you for bringing it up because I love to talk about it. Oh, no problem. Uh actually, I um well, yeah, I, I did have a question. I wanted to actually I wanted to ask you to describe how it relates to the Akashi Records because it was a really cool um, story. I know we were talking about it before. So my question is, how can entrepreneurs use the Akashi Records in their practice? Great question. So entrepreneurs, let me just talk about intuition versus the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that, you know, the Akashic Records, that's the totality of who you are as a spirit. It's all your past lives and even you know future drafts, etc. Um, and uh, you know when people have a near-death experience, they say my life, life flashed before my eyes. That's the human brain's experience of stepping into the akashic record, and the human brain just can't process you know trillions of bits of information simultaneously. So it shows up as a bit of a like a flash film. Um, so everything about you is located there all your strengths, all your weaknesses, every answer that you could to every question about yourself that you could ever come up with is located there. So imagine um, what that can do for your business if you have all these answers to yourself. And uh, to get back to my point about intuition and the Akashic Records, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, this is just my knowing coming up. So I haven't, you know, there are no scientific documentable things, but my understanding of intuition is that it's the part of your Akashic record that sort of, you know, the guides kind of pour out for you, <laughs> mm, right? Yeah. Your higher self or your guides can, like, make this information from your records leak out so that you can kind of collect it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's up to you to act on the information that you get, but um, it's very, very powerful to connect with your Akashic records occasionally to you know to make sure that you're on the right path and to to check in about well you know is this my 
who who exactly is my ideal client? And I've been thinking about partnering with several different people, you know, and you give the names and I can say, well, you know, this person is going to be a great partner for you and for ways in ways that you don't even imagine. But these other people are hmm, not really so good and I can tell you what right. you want. Um, and, um, and so that's amazing. Like, the Akashic Records changed my life. And I didn't tell mm-hmm. that story, but I, I could, because um, I was told in my records that, and this was when I was a university professor and department chair, I was told in my records that I was a truth teller and that when I sang my mm-hmm. truth song, imprisoned angels were set free. And that was such an amazingly beautiful image that I had tears in my eyes. And simultaneously, yeah. I had no idea how that worked with being a university professor. <laughs> I'm a truth teller, okay. But that's exactly what I do every day when I channel records for people. I tell Mm -hmm. their truth and set them free. And it's I am so humbled and honored to be able to do that for people and thrilled to have been chosen, you know, (laughs) as someone who can do this. And um, so so pleased that, you know, if it took me falling down the stairs (laughs) at college, (laughs) that I finally, you know, figured it out. I didn't. Wow, yeah, I mean, painful funny. for you, but it's it's, it's crazy because um, and and you definitely hit the, the nail on the head. You know, we we have these these contracts, you know, and there's some things that we we just experience. You know, it's, it's in the record. You know, this is what you want to experience. Yes, we do have free will, but along the way, there are some points. You know, like uh, checkpoints that you have to go through. And I'm sorry, it was painful for you, but that's that's part of the the, the, the road, yeah. so to speak. And, I've forgotten yeah. the pain by now. <laughs> well, that's, that's good. <laughs> it's just a funny and, story, right? Yeah, oh my goodness! The looking back, like you said earlier, looking back. <laughs> you know, and I, I feel like when people, even even when when you did, even though it was a general question, and we were limited on time, I just still felt the intensity of the uh, the Akasha record. Um, just pouring out, especially when you talk about love, it just felt like it pouring out, like, yeah, there wants to be, or there there's a need for more information. So I like that yeah. um, we, we get to tap into that through Elizabeth, yay! <laughs> and, you know, and, you. And, and and be able to, to, to get all that. And I also feel like, um, oh, geez, I just looked at the time, so I'll speak faster. So I also know that a lot of the earth angels, even though they feel like they may not be entrepreneurs per se in, in the business um, way of thinking, they're entrepreneurs of their life. You know, they're the CEO of their life. You know, and if, right. if they want to, exactly, they want to do healing, or even if they want to do it on the side, maybe they don't want to own a healing business. They can work somewhere. You're still the CEO of your life. So um, definitely, definitely, definitely check out Elizabeth Losi uh, website, <laughs> which I posted in the uh, the chat room, and it's elizabethlosi.com for the. Listeners that came in a little bit late, it's just E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-L-O-C-E-Y.com. And, yeah, so definitely um, is something you wanted to, to say. Well, I did I did want to sort of bring it back to intuition. You know, intuition mm-hmm. and the Akashic Records are really tightly linked. And mm-hmm. as thrilled as I am to work with people closely, and I do, I have uh, VIPs that are life-changing, and then I also have a, a coaching program where people come back for six months of being in their records with me, mm-hmm. and that's really very, very useful. It's coaching and channeling at the same time. Um, right. Not simultaneously, but, you know, it's coaching, channeling, coaching, coaching, channeling, coaching. Mm-hmm. And, um, and at that point... Um, you can't be in your records all the time. But as an entrepreneur, right. you've got questions that come up, you know, sometimes in the middle of the night. So I like to train people to use their intuition, to tap in to get their own answers. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's nice, and I do it too. I still I still work with my mentor as often as I can. Seriously, as soon as I get done with one channeling, I'm on the I'm on the on email to her. VA saying, okay, when can I get in again? And um, yeah. sometimes it's six months, frankly. Last time it was six months. So I'm looking forward to February. Um, but mm-hmm. so I love to get into my records, but I also use intuition in my business all the time. So, you know, if you, between channelings, I like to train people to use their intuition because really that's their best business advice. I have a coach that I love. You know, and I wouldn't trade for the world, but it's really good for me to also have intuition as 
a, a personalized business coach who knows me better than anyone else, right, to give me the best information in the moment. So that's that's why I do my intuitive entrepreneur stuff, and that's why I um, hosted and created the Intuitive Entrepreneur Experience Telesummit, mm-hmm. and uh, that was 15 speakers bringing. Everyone brought at least one. Some brought three or four, so there were about two dozen exercises mm-hmm. in the Intuitive Entrepreneur Experience, and the website for that is intuitiveentrepreneurexperience.com. And uh, you know, if someone is really interested. Um, uh, you can buy the product, and there are a bunch of bonuses. There's like $2,000 worth of bonuses for a $200 um, product. <laughs> but it's all awesome. of the recordings. It's the 15 recordings, so it's like 19 hours worth of mm-hmm. stuff. And then literally every call is between like 25 and 35 pages of transcripts, mm-hmm. and they're searchable. So... Um, you know, in, in my free gift, as I mentioned, the the transcript is there. If you want to look up the Divine Love Bubble Meditation or the Breathing in the Stars Meditation, all you have to do is just sort of key those words into the PDF search box, and it'll come right up. So all of the, that's the that's the product plus the bonuses, and uh, it's really really I love it. I mean. Uh, and so I've had lots of near-death experiences, and so it's, mm-hmm. the idea of dying doesn't bother me. But if I died today, I love that that would be my legacy. The, Amazing. That, Amazing. That telesummons. Because that's how um, – I'm going to just bleep myself out. That's how bleeping amazing <laughs> that work was. I'm so – I mean, Amazing. it wasn't me, right? I was just interviewing people, mm-hmm. but they they brought the best of themselves and just some amazing people that I just love. So – that's that's the intuitive entrepreneur experience, and I'm looking forward to the next one. I'm, you know, trying to recover from that one and mm-hmm. and do all the rest and to to teach my intuitive entrepreneur program. I've also got a new I've got a new program that people can jump into at any time. I haven't actually launched it yet, but I think I'll be launching it sometime next month. Uh, the provisional title is the Shine Your Light program, and it it teaches you. Um, it's mostly hands-off. You know, you join the group calls and there's a Facebook forum and and every month you have a 15-minute laser session with me. Um, and uh, But we talk about the Akashic Records. We talk about intuition. We talk about... I'm also a big crystal junkie, as I mentioned earlier. We talk about using crystal energy to kind of support you and bring you the energies that you don't need. Like if you need more courage, you would use bloodstone or if you need really help taking action, you would use carnelian. If you need more grounding or um, protection, you might use black tourmaline. And so this is my new um, program that's coming up that people can jump into every month. You can just jump in because it's just going to, and it'll be a a six-month program. So I'm really excited about that, yeah. Well, I I had to thank you. I have to thank you again, Elizabeth, for coming on the show. And just to to recap, since we're down to the last couple of minutes, uh, again, Acacia Records, it's uh, very, very sensitive, so make sure you get something to eat before you go (laughs) and go to uh, London for a reading. Stay grounded. Yes, stay grounded. It is like a detox. It's an eye-opener. And basically you will be uh, diving into your ethereal library, and that's that's stated on Elizabeth's site, ethereal library. I like that that term very or terminology very well. So uh, make sure you go to her website again, it's elizabethlosi.com, and um, also in, in in regards to the um, the acacia record, it is it, it is something that can definitely help you along your your life path, whatever the case may be, and it does easily transfer over with um or transfer over to her um inter I must say international, wow, intuitive <laughs> intuitive entrepreneurship. Uh tell us something all that great things that she has because again, it's it's just like I, I think about this show once upon a time I love it is we just need to remember who we are. You know, mm-hmm. you have all the, the tools and everything you need within you. Um you are the CEO of your life. So again, go to our website, check it out. I thank you, Elizabeth. I thank you, callers, people in the chat room. Some people logged off, but Agent So, Elena, Guest Zero Eighty One uh, Twenty Eighty One, Mary Lou Who, Demi Fox, a couple other people that were on. Thank you so much for listening. Um this show is recorded, so you can definitely listen to the recording if you want to uh, go uh, and visit the, the, the general question that we asked from the Acacia Records. 
Everyone have a wonderful holistic weekend, and I will see you next Friday, same time, same place. Thank you, Elizabeth. And Pia, I wanted to thank you for doing what you do because this is great. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much. And thanks for inviting me. And I'm wishing everyone a great week as well. Thank you. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Tonight going out is out. Wingstop is up in the flavor of your cruise night in. So get lemon pepper, OG hot, mango habanero, or any of Wingstop's legendary flavors. Introducing Wingstop's Big Night In Bundle. 25 boneless wings in your choice of three craveable flavors and three delicious dips, all for just $15.99. At participating locations, only at Wingstop. Order online at wingstop.com and let DoorDash deliver your flavor. Just choose delivery at checkout and get at it. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses. And you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA.